0: we're reading from the wonder book by nathaniel hawthorne the paradise of children on this particular day however which we have so long been talking about her curiosity grew so much greater than it usually was that at last she approached the box she was more than half determined to open it if she could oh naughty pandora first however she tried to lift it it was heavy "'Quite too heavy for the slender strength of a child like Pandora. "'She raised one end of the box a few inches from the floor "'and let it fall again with a pretty loud thump. "'A moment afterward, she almost fancied "'that she heard something stir inside the box. "'She applied her ear as closely as possible and listened. "'Positively, there did seem to be a kind of stifled murmur within. "'Or was that merely the singing in Pandora's ears? "'Or could it be the beating of her heart?' The child could not quite satisfy herself whether she had heard anything or no but at all events her curiosity was stronger than ever as she drew back her head her eyes fell upon the knot of gold cord it must have been a very ingenious person who tied this knot said pandora to herself but i think i could untie it nevertheless i am resolved at least to find the two ends of the cord "'So she took the golden knot in her fingers "'and pried into its intricacies as sharply as she could, "'almost without intending it, "'or quite knowing what she was about. "'She was soon busily engaged in attempting to undo it. "'Meanwhile, the bright sunshine came through the open window, "'as did likewise the merry voices of the children "'playing at a distance, "'and perhaps the poor voice of Epimetheus among them. "'Pandora stopped to listen. "'What a beautiful day it was!' Would it not be wiser if she were to let the troublesome knot alone, and think no more about the box, but run and join her little playfellows and be happy? All this time, however, her fingers were half unconsciously busy with the knot, and happening to glance at the flower-wreathed face on the lid of the enchanted box, she seemed to perceive it slyly grinning at her. "'That face looks very mischievous,' thought Pandora. "'I wonder whether it smiles because I am doing wrong. "'I have the greatest mind in the world to run away.' "'But just then, by the merest accident, "'she gave the knot a kind of twist, "'which produced a wonderful result. "'The gold cord untwined itself as if by magic "'and left the box without a fastening. "'This is the strangest thing I ever knew,' said Pandora. "'What will Epimetheus say? "'And how can I possibly tie it up again?' She made one or two attempts to restore the knot, but soon found it quite beyond her skill. It had disentangled itself so suddenly that she could not in the least remember how the string had been doubled on to one another, and when she tried to recollect the shape and appearance of the knot, it seemed to have gone entirely out of her mind. Nothing was to be done, therefore, but to let the box remain as it was until Epimetheus should come in. But, said Pandora, when he finds the knot untied, he will know I have done it. How shall I make him believe that I have not looked into the box? And then the thought came into her very naughty little heart, that since she would be suspected of having looked into the box, she might as well do so at once. Oh, very naughty and very foolish, Pandora! You should have thought only of what was doing right, and leaving undone what was wrong." "'and not of what your playfellow Epimetheus would have said or believed. "'And so perhaps she might, "'if the enchanted face on the lid of the box "'had not looked so bewitchingly persuasive at her, "'and if she had not seemed to hear, "'more distinctly than before, "'the murmur of small voices within.' She could not tell whether it was fancy or no, but there was quite a little tumult of whispers in her ear, or else it was her curiosity that whispered, "'Let us out, dear Pandora. Pray let us out. We will be such nice, pretty playfellows for you. Only let us out.' "'What can it be?' thought Pandora. "'Is there something alive in the box?' "'Well, yes. I am resolved to take just one peep. Only one peep, then the lid shall be shut down as safely as ever.' "'there cannot possibly be any harm in just one little peep. "'But now it is time for us to see what Epimetheus was doing. "'This was the first time, "'since his little playmate had come to dwell with him, "'that he had attempted to enjoy any pleasure "'in which she did not partake. "'But nothing went right, "'nor was he nearly so happy as on other days. "'He could not find a sweet grape or ripe fig. "'If Epimetheus had a fault, "'it was a little too much fondness for figs.' or, if ripe at all, they were overripe, and so sweet as to be cloying. There was no mirth in his heart, such as usually made his voice gush out of its own accord, and swell the merriment of his companions. In short, he grew so uneasy and discontented, that the other children could not imagine what was the matter with Epimetheus. Neither did he himself know what ailed him any better than they did." "'For you must recollect that at the time we are speaking of, "'it was everybody's nature and constant habit to be happy. "'The world had not yet learned to be otherwise. "'Not a single soul or body, "'since these children were first sent to enjoy themselves "'on the beautiful earth, had ever been sick or out of sorts. "'At length, discovering that somehow or another, "'he put all a stop to all the play, "'Epimetheus judged it best to go back to Pandora, "'who was in a humor better suited to his own.' "'But, with the hope of giving her pleasure, "'he gathered some flowers and made them into a wreath, "'which he meant to put upon her head. "'The flowers were very lovely, "'roses and lilies and orange blossoms and a great many more, "'which left a trail of fragrance behind "'as Epimetheus carried them along. "'And the wreath was put together with as much skill "'as could be reasonably expected of a boy.' The fingers of little girls, it has always appeared to me, are the fittest to twine flower wreaths, but boys could do it in those days rather better than they can do now. And here I must mention that a great black cloud had been gathering in the sky for some time past, although it had not yet overspread the sun. But just as Epimetheus reached the cottage door, this cloud began to intercept the sunshine and thus to make a sudden and sad obscurity handered softly, for he meant, if possible, to steal behind Pandora "'and fling the wreath of flowers over her head before she should be aware of his approach. "'But, as it happened, there was no need of his treading so very lightly. "'He might have trod as heavily as he pleased, as heavily as a grown man, "'as heavily, I was going to say, as an elephant, "'without much probability of Pandora's hearing his footsteps. "'She was too intent upon her purpose.' at the moment of his entering the cottage the naughty child had put her hand to the lid and was on the point of opening the mysterious box epimetheus beheld her if he had cried out pandora would probably have withdrawn her hand and the fatal mystery of the box might never have been known but epimetheus himself although he said very little about it has his own share of curiosity to know what was inside perceiving that pandora was resolved to find out the secret he determined that his playfellow should not be the only wise person in the cottage and if there was anything pretty or valuable in the box he meant to take half of it to himself Thus, after all his sage speeches to Pandora about restraining her curiosity, Epimetheus turned out to be quite as foolish and nearly as much in fault as she. So whenever we blame Pandora for what happened, we must not forget to shake our heads at Epimetheus likewise. As Pandora raised the lid, the cottage grew very dark and dismal, for the black cloud had now swept quite over the sun and seemed to have buried it alive. There had, for a little while past, been a low growling and muttering, which all at once broke into a heavy peal of thunder. But Pandora, heeding nothing of all this, lifted the lid nearly upright and looked inside. It seemed as if a sudden swarm of winged creatures brushed past her, taking flight out of the box, while at the same instant she heard the voice of Epimetheus, with a lamentable tone, as if he were in pain. "'Oh, I am stung!' he cried. "'I am stung! "'Naughty Pandora! "'Why have you opened this wicked box?' "'Pandora let the lid fall, "'and starting up looked about her "'to see what had befallen Epimetheus. "'The thundercloud had so darkened the room "'that she could not very clearly discern what was in it, "'but she heard a disagreeable buzzing, "'as if a great many huge flies or gigantic mosquitoes "'or those insects we call door bugs "'and pinching dogs were darting about.' And as her eyes grew more accustomed to the imperfect light, she saw a crowd of ugly little shapes with bats' wings, looking abominably spiteful, and armed with terrible long stings in their tails. It was one of these that had stung Epimetheus. Nor was it a great while before Pandora herself began to scream, in no less pain and affright than her playfellow. "'and making a vast deal more hubbub about it. "'An odious little monster had settled on her forehead, "'and would have stung her, I know not how deeply, "'if Epimetheus had not run and brushed it away. "'Now, if you wish to know what these ugly things might be, "'which had made their escape out of the box,' I must tell you that they were the whole family of earthy troubles. There were evil passions. There were a great many species of cares. There were more than a 150 sorrows. There were diseases and a vast numbers of miserable and painful shapes. There were more kinds of naughtiness than it would be of any use to talk about. In short, everything that has since afflicted the souls and bodies of mankind had been shut up in the mysterious box and given to Epimetheus and Pandora to be kept safely, in order that the happy children of the world might never be molested by them. Had they been faithful to their trust, all would have gone well. No grown person would ever have been sad, nor any child had any cause to shed a single tear from that hour to this moment." But, and as you see by this how wrong an act of any one mortal is a calamity to the whole world, by Pandora's lifting of the lid of that miserable box, and by the fault of Epimetheus too in not preventing her, these troubles have obtained a foothold among us, and do not seem very likely to be driven away in a hurry. For it was impossible, as you will easily guess, that the two children should keep the ugly swarm in their own little cottage." On the contrary, the first thing they did was to fling open the doors and windows, in hopes of getting rid of them. And sure enough, away flew the winged troubles all abroad, and so pestered and tormented the small people, everywhere about, that none of them is so much smiled for many days afterward. And what was very singular, all the flowers and dewy blossoms on earth, not one of which had hitherto faded, now began to droop and shed their leaves after a day or two. The children, moreover... "'who before seemed immortal in their childhood, "'now grew older day by day, "'and came soon to be youths and maidens "'and men and women by and by, "'and aged people before they had dreamed of such a thing. "'Meanwhile, the naughty Pandora, "'and hardly less naughty Epimetheus, "'remained in their cottage. "'Both of them had been grievously stung "'and were in a good deal of pain, "'which seemed the more intolerable to them, "'because it was the very first pain "'that had ever been felt since the world began.' "'Of course, they were entirely unaccustomed to it and could have no idea what it meant. "'Besides all this, they were in exceedingly bad humor, both with themselves and with one another. "'In order to indulge it to the utmost, Epimetheus sat down sullenly in a corner with his back toward Pandora, "'while Pandora flung herself upon the floor and rested her head on the fatal and abdominal box. "'She was crying bitterly and sobbing as if her heart would break. "'Suddenly there was a gentle little tap on the inside of the lid.' "'What can that be?' cried Pandora, lifting her head. "'But either Epimetheus had not heard the tap, "'or was too much out of humor to notice it. "'At any rate, he made no answer. "'You are very unkind,' said Pandora, sobbing anew, "'not to speak with me.' "'Again, the tap. "'It sounded like the tiny knuckles of a fairy's hand, "'knocking lightly and playfully at the inside of the box. "'Who are you?' asked Pandora, "'with a little of her former curiosity.' "'Who are you inside of this naughty box?' "'A sweet little voice spoke from within. "'Only lift the lid, and you shall see.' "'No, no,' answered Pandora, again beginning to sob. "'I've had enough of lifting the lid. "'You are inside of the box, naughty creature, and there you shall stay. "'There are plenty of your ugly brothers and sisters already flying about the world. "'You need never think that I shall be so foolish as to let you out.' She looked toward Epimetheus as she spoke, perhaps expecting he would commend her for her wisdom. But the sullen boy only muttered that she was wise, a little too late. "'Ah,' said the sweet little voice again, "'you had much better let me out. "'I am not like those naughty creatures that have stings in their tails. "'They are no brothers and sisters of mine as you would see at once, "'if only you were to get a glimpse of me. "'Come, come, my pretty Pandora, I am sure you will let me out.' And indeed, there was a kind of cheerful witchery in the tone, which made it almost impossible to refuse anything which this little voice asked. Pandora's heart had insensibly grown lighter at every word that came from within the box. Epimetheus, too, though still in the corner, had turned half around and seemed to be in rather better spirits than before. "'My dear Epimetheus,' cried Pandora, "'have you heard this little voice?' "'Yes, to be sure I have,' answered he." "'but in no very good humor as of yet. "'And what of it?' "'Shall I lift the lid again?' asked Pandora. "'Just as you please,' said Epimetheus. "'You have done so much mischief already "'that perhaps you may as well do a little more. "'One other trouble in such a swarm "'as you have set adrift about the world "'can make no very great difference.' "'You might speak a little more kindly,' "'murmured Pandora, wiping her eyes. Ah, naughty boy,' cried the little voice within the box.' in an arch and laughing tone. He knows he is longing to see me. Come, my dear Pandora, lift up the lid. I am in a great hurry to comfort you. Only let me have some fresh air, and you shall soon see that matters are not quite so dismal as you think them. Epimetheus, exclaimed Pandora, come what may, I am resolved to open this box. And, as the lid seems very heavy, cried Epimetheus, running across the room, I will help you so with one consent the two children again lifted the lid out flew a sunny and smiling little personage and hovered about the room throwing a light wherever she went have you never made the sunshine dance into dark corners by reflecting it from a bit of looking-glass well so looked the winged cheerfulness of this fairy-like stranger among the gloom of the cottage She flew to Epimetheus and laid the least touch of her finger on the inflamed spot where the trouble had stung him, and immediately the anguish of it was gone. Then she kissed Pandora on the forehead, and her hurt was cured likewise. After performing these good offices, the bright stranger fluttered sportively under, over the children's heads and looked so sweetly at them that they both began to think it not very much amiss to have opened the box, since otherwise their cheerful guest must have been kept a prisoner among those naughty imps with stings in their tails. "'Pray, who are you, beautiful creature?' exclaimed Pandora." "'I am to be called Hope,' answered the sunshiny figure. "'And, because I am such a cheery little body, I was packed into the box to make amends to the human race for that swarm of ugly troubles which was destined to be let loose among them. "'Never fear. We shall do pretty well in spite of them all.' "'Your wings are colored like the rainbow!' exclaimed Pandora. "'How very beautiful!' "'Well, yes, they are like the rainbow,' said Hope. "'Because, as glad as my nature is, "'I am partly made of tears as well as smiles.' "'And will you stay with us?' asked Epimetheus. "'Forever and ever?' "'As long as you need me,' said Hope, with her pleasant smile. "'And that will be as long as you live in the world. "'I promise never to desert you.' "'There may come times and seasons now and then when you will think I have utterly vanished. "'But again and again and again, when perhaps you least dream of it, "'you shall see the glimmer of my wings on the ceiling of your cottage. "'Yes, my dear children, and I know something very good and beautiful that is to be given to you hereafter.' "'Oh, tell us,' they exclaimed, tell us what it is. "'Do not ask me,' replied Hope, putting her finger on her rosy mouth, "'but do not despair.' "'even if it should never happen while you live on this earth. "'Trust in my promise, for it is true. "'We do trust you,' cried Epimetheus and Pandora, both in one breath. "'And so they did. "'And not only they, but so is everybody who trusted hope that has ever since been alive. "'And to tell you the truth, I cannot help being glad, "'though to be sure it was an uncommonly naughty thing for her to do. "'But I cannot help being glad that our foolish Pandora peeped into the box.' No doubt, no doubt, the troubles are still flying about the world, and have increased in multitude rather than lessened, and are a very ugly set of imps, and carry the most venomous stings in their tails. I have felt them already, and expect to feel them more as I grow older. But then that lovely and lightsome little figure of hope, "'What in the world could we do without her? "'Hope spiritualizes the Earth. "'Hope makes it always new. "'And even in the Earth's best and brightest aspect, "'hope shows it to be only the shadow of an infinite bliss hereafter.' "'Primrose,' asked Eustace, pinching her ear, "'How do you like my little Pandora? "'Don't you think her the exact picture of yourself? "'But you would not have hesitated half so long about opening the box.' "'Then I should have been well punished for my naughtiness,' retorted Primrose smartly, "'for the first thing to pop out after the lid was lifted "'would have been Mr. Eustace Bright in shape of a trouble.' "'Cousin Eustace,' said Sweet Fern, "'did the box hold all the trouble that has ever come into the world?' "'Every mite of it,' answered Eustace. "'This very snowstorm which has spoiled my skating was packed up there.' "'And how big was the box?' asked Sweet Fern.' Why, perhaps three feet long, said Eustace, two feet wide, and two feet and a half high. Ah, said the child, you are making fun of me, cousin Eustace. I know there is not trouble enough in the world to fill such a great box as that. And as for the snowstorm, it is no trouble at all, but a pleasure, so it could not have been in the box. Hear the child, cried Primrose with an air of superiority. How little he knows about the troubles of this world poor fellow. He will be wiser when he has seen as much of life as I have. So saying, she began to skip the rope. Meantime, the day was drawing towards its close. Out of doors, the scene certainly looked dreary. There was a gray drift, far and wide, through the gathering twilight. The earth was as pathless as the air, and the bank of snow over the steps of the porch proved that nobody had entered or gone out of it for a good many hours past.' Had there been only one child at the window of Tanglewood, gazing at this wintry prospect, it would perhaps have made him sad. But a half-dozen children together, though they cannot quite turn the world into paradise, may defy old winter and all his storms to put them out of spirits. Eustace Bright, moreover, on the spur of a moment, invented several new kinds of play, which kept them all in a roar of merriment till bedtime, and served for the next stormy day besides thank you for joining us today if you enjoyed today's episode please leave a review on your favorite podcast platform and share our podcast with a friend stay connected by following us on facebook at facebook.com slash enchanted library if you'd like to support the work we do you can visit our patreon page at www.patreon.com slash enchanted library we appreciate your support until next time friends happy reading